kicks and fires. A long ball, hit to left field, and it's gone! Walk it off, Adam Duvall. A 10th inning home run that breaks a 1-1 tie, and the Reds take two out of three from the Mets. He will be mobbed by his teammates at home plate as the Reds close out a nine-game homestand with a win. Play ball! That is how it sounded. Jim Day, Reds Radio Network on the call. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm James Rapine. The Reds win yesterday. They won another series. Oh, man. Stop the presses. Reds two-game winning streak after they win 2-1 to one yesterday. Adam Duvall coming up big in a season in which he struggled. I'm James Rapine. We do this every single day, every single weekday, that is, here on the Locked on Reds podcast. You can, if you want, subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can check out the Locked on Reds podcast, including LockedOnReds.com, where there's good insight of the Reds. There's a, a bunch of different writers, myself, Jeffrey Gilbert. We got uh, right now a, a Todd Frazier tribute video. Sean Young has uh, wrote recently, a couple days ago, about rebuilding the Reds. Check that out as well in every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. Um, I want to tell you where I'm at with the Reds right now. And then you tell me if I'm crazy or not on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked on Reds. You can also subscribe uh, or, or subscribe. You can also email me, excuse me, at uh, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. And this is where I'm at with the Reds because now they're 10 and 27 and they suck. All right. I'm going to I'll start with there. The Reds aren't a good baseball team. But I see plenty of positives. Is that possible? Like, is am I crazy to say that? Like, I get it. The Reds are dreadful. They're 11 and a half games back. They've won two games in a row, and yet they only have 10 wins on the year. I get that. This isn't me saying they're going to make a race to the playoffs or a race to 500 or a race to nothing. They're, they're racing to the first pick in the draft. But I've seen a lot of positives from this team recently. And I, I want to go over them with you. And then I want you to tell me if I'm just sipping the Kool-Aid, if I'm insane, if I'm not, etc. Sal Romano has pitched well. Tyler Malley pitches tonight against Los Angeles, has thrown the ball well recently. Homer Bailey, I get it, struggled a bit this past couple outings, but you know what you're getting with Homer Bailey. I think he could give you a quality start any given day, multiple days. I don't think that's insane or unexpected or crazy to believe that could happen. Luis Castillo, I think he's coming around. Five and two-thirds the other day. I think he's coming around. I think that's a guy who's going to continue to improve throughout the season. So those are four guys that are in the rotation that I have some belief every single day can go out there and give them a quality start. It's not going to happen every day. There's no bona fide ace. There's not one that stands out that's going to be an all-star. Like There's no 15-game winner or anything like that. No, I get that. But like they, they're competent starting pitching wise the first four guys first four i can deal with those guys i don't like that there's no legitimate number one i I hate that but at the same time okay that's where we're at so they're 10 and 27 the first four starting pitchers they're all right the fifth one could be matt harvey could be 
Brandon Finnegan, going to be Brandon Finnegan this weekend, might end up being Matt Harvey down the line. I want it to be and wanted it to be Amir Garrett. Clearly, the Reds don't. That's why they traded for Matt Harvey, and I get why, and I'm interested to see how Matt Harvey does. By the way, you'll hear from Jim Riggleman on Matt Harvey coming up in just a few minutes. To me, this team, things are pointing in the right direction. Why do I say that? Well, Jesse Winker, yeah, struggling a bit. His average has dropped some. His on-base percentage dropped a little bit. Overall, though, I think the early returns on Jesse Winker are as advertised. Jose Peraza, on-base percentage stinks, but he's has a good batting average. He's playing all right in the field. And as young as he is, he's shown some flashes. Joey Votto's Joey Votto. Eugenio Suarez is playing very well, especially when you consider that he was dealing with a broken thumb just a couple weeks ago. And he was supposed to be out for much longer than he was, came back, and has played well. Scott Shebler has been competent in left field. He's not hitting a bad clip, hitting 270. Like, Shebler's the guy. Should be the guy in left field the majority of the time in my eyes. And I get it. Adam Duvall had a big home run. I think he's the fourth guy right now. And I don't think I have a problem with that. I don't think you should either. Billy Hamilton, yeah, his average stinks. His on-base percentage, just a a shade over 300. I understand it. But he's at least going to give you great outfield play. You have a guy like Winker next to him who needs experience one and two isn't great defensively. So those are my three outfielders every day as of now. The bullpen's pitched well. I mean, they have. Hughes has pitched well. Amir Garrett's uh, pitched well. Rasil Iglesias has pitched well. I mean, overall, the bullpen has been pretty solid. Hernandez has pitched well. Hughes has pitched well. I think I mentioned Hughes already. That, But the point being is there are bright spots for the Reds. It doesn't, it's not leading to wins. And there are certainly some holes that, that I'm worried about. I, I still wonder now. Nick Senzel was put on the disabled list today for Louisville with vertigo. What's going to happen to him? How is that going to impact him? This is his second bout with it. This is his second time that he's gone through this. He went through it last year as well. How is that going to hurt them? What's going to happen there? What's going to happen with Scooter Jeanette? Is Scooter Jeanette going to suddenly learn how to field? Because I would say no. Does Alex Blandino play more at second like he did yesterday? All questions that are worth asking. And there are certainly plenty of question marks, and I'm not expecting this Reds team to make a resurgence or or be really good, like I said. But what I am expecting and what I think is still possible is the goal of this year in my eyes, and if you've been listening to this podcast pre-opening day, I I said it. I I said, look, I don't expect them to be that good. I think at best they're a 75-win team, at best, like if everything goes perfect. Because there's so many question marks and it's going to be a roller coaster and it started off with just straight downhill. You know how you start off the, the roller coaster and it goes up, 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 and then you do the drop? Well, the red season just started with the drop. Just the drop. You didn't go up at all. Just the drop. And I think the rest of this year, there'll be some hills where it goes up and down and it's like a roller coaster. But I think the trajectory is pointing up. I think by the end of this year, we could have a good idea of what the 2019 rotation is going to be i think they'll know three or four guys that are going to get those spots bailey obviously hopefully one of them hopefully he continues to emerge luis castillo is a guy i could see at tyler malley sal romano amir garrett who knows what happens with anthony di scofani 
So there are, are there are players that we still could see develop and perform at a high level the final 120-plus games. And that's where I'm at. There's still plenty of season left, and I'm... And it sucks because I wanted to worry about wins and losses and I wanted them to be in it. But at the end of the day, the goal of this season for me was for the Reds to know and get answers about a lot of these young players. Know whether or not Jesse Winker can be the guy. So far, so good. Know whether or not Jose Peraz is the guy at short. So far, mixed results. We'll see. You need you still have the majority of the season to figure it out. Know what they're going to do in the outfield which they won't know completely, but I think out of the, the three or, or four guys right now, you say, well, Duvall, Duvall's the guy you try to move, you try to do something with, and you're not going to get much for him. And they, uh, I wasn't doing this podcast then, but I wanted them to trade him in, in 2016 when he was playing really well because that's what they should have done, but they didn't. And, and so now they have to look at it that way. But to me, this team... It just needs to get answers to the questions. Right now, it looks like Amir Garrett's a part of the future. Jared Hughes could be a part of the future or a part of the the present, current. And as far as future goes, next year, right? I mean, it's not like he can't help next year or the year after that. He doesn't have to be, you know, part of the future for the next five years, but part of the 2019 team that could be good. Eugenio Suarez, part of that. Joey Votto, part of that. Jesse Winker, part of that. Billy Hamilton, probably not. Adam Duvall, probably not. Some of those starters I named won't be in the fold. Brandon Finnegan, probably going to be a bullpen guy unless he figures it out. Matt Harvey, probably not going to be part of it. So that's what I need to figure out. I want to see success. I want to see them trending upward. And it's a lot like like the Philadelphia 76ers. They lost yesterday in the playoffs, second round. Eastern Conference semifinals. But it was a great season for them. They made the playoffs, won 52 games, won a playoff series after winning just 28 games last year. Things can turn in a hurry. There's a scenario where this Reds team is winning 80 games next year, is winning 85 games next year. It might be slim. The chances might feel insane right now. But they need to get answers to these young guys and that's why the, the Nick Senzel thing could, could hurt them so much because I think the idea of bringing him up and seeing him play every day, it's part of fast-tracking that development. It's part of getting that moving because that's a hole where, wherever he would play, whether it's shortstop or, or second, that would be plugged, right? And if Jose Peraza turns out to be really good, well, then there's one part of it, and you could put Nick Senzel at the other part, and all of a sudden your infield's solid. So to me... This team at 10 and 27, they stink record-wise. They're not going to contend for anything. At the same time, it could still be a success this year by getting answers to the questions that we had coming in. We've gotten some, at least to a certain degree, but it's a small sample size. That's what's interesting about the Reds for me for the remainder of the 2018 season. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. You can subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and LockedOnReds.com. I thought this was interesting. This was on the uh, the Reds pregame show yesterday, and Jim Riggleman was asked about Matt Harvey and if we could see him this weekend in Los Angeles. Well, I think we'll see him in the Dodgers series. Um, 
with uh, watching him uh, toss the ball around tomorrow uh, after throwing a bullpen session yesterday in, in Los Angeles, uh, we'll kind of get a gauge as to how physically ready he is and what, what he can take on early. You know, if, if, if it's... If he if he feels like uh, an inning or two is where he's at, then we would not start him. If we feel like, uh, you know, he could give us uh, even three or four innings, you know, we could we could start him with that and build on that. But um, uh, we're, basically, we're just glad to have another good arm on board. That's Jim Riggleman, and yeah, it it sounds like, and, and I think I would expect them to take it slow with Harvey. I don't expect him to start this weekend. Honestly, I probably don't think he'll start until next weekend. I think they'll take it slow. He might get a, a, an outing or two out of the bullpen. But overall, I think we see Matt Harvey relatively soon, within the next 10 days or so. And But let's get to tonight, because tonight they're going to have some – it'll be tough sledding. Look, let, let's put it – let's call it like it is. They're, they're going up against uh, a guy by the name of Walker Bueller, who's – played very well in two starts <laughs> he's had two starts he was a fill-in and now he's earned a spot in the Do- the Dodgers starting rotation he's 2-0 and he has a 1.13 ERA he struck out 19 walked just seven and he's pitched 16 innings <laughs> 10 hits in 16 innings so the Reds they're gonna have to bring their bats tonight I mean they, they really are it's uh it's interesting to to see this kid because he's he's played well this year, and you just want to. And by the way, I misspoke. He has three starts on the year, three starts hasn't gone long, five innings, five innings, six innings, but he's allowed a total of two runs in those outings, and he was a part of a, a no hitter on uh, last week against the the char uh, the Chargers, Ooh, the Padres. San Diego, by the way, doesn't have a football team, so I don't know why I said that. But uh, Walker Bueller, yeah, that's a name. You get to know it's a late start tonight, 10-10 for the Reds. Tyler Malley on the mound. And look, Tyler Malley's pitched well. He really has. He's pitched well. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how he does tonight against a, a lineup of the Dodgers that pretty solid. He's got a 4.35 ERA coming in, 2-4 and four on the year. But uh, overall, well, quality start, had a win, um, took a loss in his last start, even though it was a quality start, had a win the, the Sunday prior, and six no-hit innings the, the start before that. This guy has pitched really well, especially his last three outings, and he's going to get you five or six. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Tyler Miley is solid enough. He's going to get you five or six. He's, gonna, he's not going to lose you the game. And so that, to me, is a guy, if he continues that this year, just piggybacking off of what I said earlier, he's a guy that could be a third or fourth starter on a pretty good team. He's showing that. And I hope he shows it again tonight for the Reds. The Reds ten and twenty-seven on the year, like I mentioned, take on the jo- the Dodgers, who are sixteen and twenty right now. They're struggling a little bit. The team stats they're not that o- far off. As dreadful as the Reds had been in April with the bats, they're hitting two forty as a team. The Dodgers two forty-four. Both clubs have thirty-two home runs combined in total runs. The Reds are at one hundred and forty-eight. The Dodgers at one hundred and sixty-two. So offensively, they've been pretty much uh, the same, close to it, uh, even though the Reds have gotten off to a poor start, and obviously the Dodgers, by their standards, have as well. The the difference, Team ERA, the Dodgers at 3.88. Meanwhile, the Reds a shade over 5. I'm James Rapine. We'll be back at it tomorrow with the Locked on Reds podcast. The plan is... 
Tomorrow we'll do a podcast. I'm hoping that I'll get Doug Gray on either tomorrow. Um, let's see. It's Thursday. So it will be. It'll have to be tomorrow. Damn. It'll have to be tomorrow. I was thinking it was Wednesday for some reason. By the way, I, um, I'm i participating in a home run derby for the Florence Freedom. And Dimitri Young is going to be there tonight. Pokey Reese is going to be there tonight. Reggie Sanders is going to be there tonight. I'm going to be paired up with one of those guys. So if you're in the Cincinnati area and you hear this, um, go there. I'll be there at 6 o'clock. Home run derby starts at 6.15. The Florence Freedom. And I hope to have a couple stories. Heck, I might even chat with them, get a get an interview or two with Dimitri Young or Pokey Reese or Reggie Sanders. Maybe all three, whoever I'm partnered up with. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So either way, I'll have some cool stories for the podcast tomorrow. My favorite Reds team ever. I was born in 91, 26. I'll be 27 in August. I was born in 91, so I've dealt with a lot of Reds misery. My favorite Red season ever was the 1999 team. I loved every moment of that season. From Sean Casey walk-offs to Pokey Reese in the field with just great glove work like he did. Demetri Young's clutch hitting. I mean, you're talking Greg Vaughn was on that team. That, that was Sean Casey's like breakout year. Danny Graves, Scott Williamson, Scott Sullivan. I'm just trying to name names now that I remember off the top of my head. And Al Leiter ruined it in a play-in game. For the New York Mets, 5 nothing. I remember that. That pissed me off so much. It's like nine years old, cursing. Okay, maybe not cursing. I can hear it now. James, you're grounded. <laughs> Until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds Podcast. 